Travis Ryer, the BamaOnline.com staff following the media viewing periods at Wednesday's football practice at the University of Alabama. Another exceptionally warm day here in West Central Alabama. And with that, the Crimson Tide working inside the Hank Crisp indoor facility. Uh, Alabama in full pads getting ready for Saturday's non-conference tilt with the Golden Eagles of Southern Mississippi. Some of you old enough like myself to remember some monumentous struggles with USM in the past. You probably remember uh, Brett Favre from 1990. Got Brett Favre a little bit back in uh, Gene Stallings' first season as head coach. That was a rough start in general, wasn't it? USM, Florida, and Georgia, I recall, in 1990 to start Biebs's run as the head coach. Close losses in all three of those, again, including Brett Favre and USM. But this Alabama team, a huge favorite in Saturday's game over USM. Uh, Alabama inside today, once again, uh, working in those full pads. From an injury standpoint, you know, we haven't talked in a while, first of all. It's been, what, a week? We usually do these on Mondays and Wednesdays. Alabama, Nick Saban gave his guys a day off on Monday, so there was no instant analysis on Monday. So we got to catch up a little bit here uh, on this Wednesday. But from an injury standpoint, about what you've heard to this point in the week, LeBron Ray obviously out on that defensive line. We did see Terrell Lewis, the outside linebacker, during the media viewing periods during today's practice. We didn't see him yesterday. Didn't think it was a big deal. It wasn't. You know, simply put, with guys like Terrell Lewis right now coming off the injury, especially uh, to the knee, uh, and also what he's dealt with in general the last couple of years, you're just not going to overload this guy uh, during the practice week. I mean, he's got to get his work in. We all know that. By the way, that sounds like the uh, – is that the 415 rolling through? If you've been to Tuscaloosa, you know I'm outside Coleman Coliseum, and you know that means – I'm right by the railroad tracks here, so uh, we're getting a little bit, you're getting a little bit of that flavor uh, on this Wednesday afternoon as well. But Terrell Lewis back out there um, with the outside linebackers. Uh, the offensive line uh, continues to look about the same from what we saw in the games against Duke and most recently with South Carolina, the first five. Uh, it's been interesting because Kendall Randolph, an offensive lineman, has been in a number 85 jersey of late. Looks like uh, he could be uh, that Brandon Green type of uh, offensive lineman slash tight end that we've seen Alabama go with in the past. So that'll be something to keep an eye on as we get closer to Saturday's game and into Saturday's game with Southern Miss. But the offensive line in general looks about the same, uh, the first five anyway. And Wednesdays are typically a day that we see them do more of their inside drill stuff as a group with the two tight ends. Uh, and those tight end pairings look about the same too with Miller Forstall and Major Tennyson and then also Cameron Latou and Giles Amos. Now defensively, in addition to seeing Terrell Lewis on the practice field, um, the, the dime back in play, we saw the dime yesterday. Um, Thought we might see the nickel today, but you know, with USM coming in here, throwing it around like the Golden Eagles do, probably gonna be another big day for the dime package, similar to what was the case against New Mexico State a couple weeks ago. And you saw the dime a good bit against South Carolina last Saturday too. So with that, um, 
a continuation of what we saw a week ago going into South Carolina with Shaheem Carter working at the star, Diggs Sertan at the corners, Xavier McKinney at the money position, Shane Lee at the MAC, uh, and your safeties, Jordan Battle, the true freshman, continuing to work with that first group in the dime package, and also Jared Mabe. So there you go, that was your back. Now the second group, you had a couple of guys shadowing each other at corner, at left corner, uh, you had Jalen Armour Davis along with Scooby Carter. On the other side, you had Josh Job with Marcus Banks. At the money position, you had DeMarco uh, Hellams uh, at, the, uh, at the money position. Patrick Sertan stayed out there uh, in, the, in the dime and worked at star. Jordan Battle working at safety with the twos also. Um, also saw Daniel Wright with the twos. And at the Mac linebacker the last couple of days, the guy we've seen while we're out there is actually Jalen Moody, the sophomore inside linebacker. So maybe uh, Jalen gonna provide some depth there moving forward to, uh, to Shane Lee. So that was kind of the defensive notes, you know, watching the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Uh, I got some video, by the way, I've got video for you, basically an entire quarterback period. I just videoed the quarterbacks for a solid, sort of abbreviated period, but you'll have that coming up later. And, you know, you, you wonder how things transition from practice into the game. Well, if you even watch a little bit of an individual period, you kind of come to the conclusion of, oh, that's how they do that. And those RPO slants that have become such a trademark uh, for this Alabama offense, those are things that they work on, um, even in individual periods with no one else out there but the quarterbacks and uh, maybe a, a student assistant catching those slants. That's the guy I couldn't be, I don't think, watching that today because it's not just Tua Tagovailoa that rips it in there pretty good. You got a couple other guys. I mean, Mac Jones gets it in there pretty good, Talia pretty good, Paul Tyson, Braxton Barker, and you got this poor student assistant just wearing the – he's got to get some gloves. We got to get some gloves for this student assistant. I think he was just barehanding these things. But um, – you see how those things kind of come to be. And then you hear, well, you know, why don't more teams just sort of sit on that slant and take it away? Well, you watch some more of the stuff we couldn't video later and you see the slant and go. So if you want to roll the safeties up, roll them up. Then they're going to hit you with the double move and go over the top with the slant and go. So would you rather a safety be deep with some kind of chance of making a tackle of a player in front of him, one of these wide receivers? Or do you want one of these safeties chasing Jerry Judy or Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith or Henry Ruggs III? I think it becomes pretty clear at that point, the uh, preference of those two scenarios. Um, you know, elsewhere with this team, the running back position, everybody looks good and accounted for there. Obviously, Really nice performances at South Carolina from Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, specifically as receivers. I thought Najee showed you once again, if there's an area of the game that he's maybe most comfortable with, it's as a receiver. He's just a natural, uh, it seems like, in that area. Um, you know, and so that's where it's kind of at with this team. You know, practice visitors, always a part of the, the setting at Alabama practices. You had a couple of the Castiles, Caleb, the budding young actor was at practice today, Jeremiah, dad, obviously an Alabama great as a defensive back here at the Capstone. Nalu Tonga-Vailoa, father of Tua and Talia, we saw in there today. So uh, always kind of a who's who 
at Alabama practice. Got anything for me on this Wednesday? By the way, you probably can hear you probably can hear the million dollar band out at about two o'clock from where I'm standing, facing. And then you got baseball going on at the Joe. And I don't think it's Alabama fall ball. It looks like uh looks like a game. It looks like a couple of teams. Maybe it's some junior colleges getting in some fall baseball over at the Joe. One guy just hit a bomb to left. That's all I know. I just saw a ball leave the ballpark just before we joined you here. What do you got for me? Um, I think I saw a question about penalties. Yeah, got to clean those up. Uh, 11, I guess, against South Carolina on Saturday. And look, some of it you're kind of having to deal with on the defensive side of the ball because you're playing so much youth uh, at those linebacker positions and you're trying to situationally sub. You know what else? You got Pete Golding down on the field now. I think you had Golding up in the box last year, so it's a little new for Pete too in terms of managing the game. Uh, and you probably have Nick Saban expediting things on those headsets. So uh, it's something they're gonna have to uh, work on. You know, Josh, Joe, Barry, it seemed like there for a week or two. Um, Chris will get to Deontay Brown in just a minute. Uh, it seemed like there for a week or two, Josh Job wasn't in a good place with the uh, coaching staff, with his head coach or the defensive staff, but looks like he's starting to kind of poke his head out a little bit, resurface a little bit. Again, seeing him with the twos uh, in the dime package, that's not the role he was in going into the season. He was a starter in the dime package. He was a starter in the nickel. Um, so he's trying to work his way back up. Looks like he's doing that because last week we didn't see really Josh Job in first or second team stuff. But he had a good game from a special teams perspective at South Carolina. I thought he had good coverage on the one deep ball that he was targeted with in the game. So uh, trying to resurface right now, Josh Job. Now, Chris asked about Deontay Brown. Yes, this is his last game that he'll have to sit out. Perhaps he becomes a bigger part of this offensive line. Uh, once he's eligible again, I think my understanding was that he was sort of viewed going into the season as a depth provider once he returned from that four-game suspension. But, you know, we'll see uh, when he gets back. He's a guy that obviously in the run game can do some good stuff. You know, it's interesting you ask about Tua Tagovailoa taking snaps from under center because we saw that in practice today. Yes, yes, he does take uh, – he does take snaps from under center. It's something that they do. Uh, they do it in games. Anything else for me, gang? Man, it's warm out here today. Sounds like you're going to catch a break, by the way. A little bit of a break on Saturday. They're touting uh, cooler conditions here in the next couple of days. So uh, maybe that 11 a.m. kickoff combined with a little bit cooler conditions should be a lot better, hopefully a lot better than it was for New Mexico State. Josh, you know, when you look back at it, there looked like there was a sliver of sod between Major Tennyson's right foot and that sideline at Williams-Brice Stadium. So, uh, yeah, I would say he was in bounds. Uh, tackling being asked about. Yeah, it wasn't great. You know, some of that you give credit to South Carolina, guys like Brian Edwards, Shai Smith, Rico Doddle, uh, Tavian Feaster. You had some... You had some grown men out there, especially Edwards, Feaster, and Doddle, but it's got to be better. I don't think anybody would, would argue otherwise. Now, again, 
Sometimes you see the difference between an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old on a football field. I thought that happened on occasion a couple of times. You know, Xavier McKinney continues to be a real bright spot from that standpoint. Just got to get more guys tackling at his level. David, I don't have anything new on Antonio Alfano. Uh, it's kind of been uh, sort of a uh, mixed bag, depending on who you ask, as far as his situation in the portal, out, not in the portal. Um, I know Chris Hummer of 247sports.com, I believe it was earlier today, he tweeted that Alfano wasn't in the portal as of this time. The only thing I know to tell you is, you know, uh, count on the guys you got right now, and then, you know, maybe in time it works out that Alfano hangs around. Maybe it ends up being best for everybody that he moves on. We talked about Terrell earlier. He was out there today with the uh, – in there today in the media viewing periods in full gear. Um, Chris Owens, you know, th there's been some ups and downs, I'd say, with Chris. I mean, he had the – it looked like he had, anyway, the miscommunication Saturday on the false start where four other guys looked like they were pretty much uh, in sync on the snap count or expect the expectation of the snap count, although it seems like – you know, it's more on Chris Owens in shotgun situations than any of the other guys. I mean, he gets a clap or he gets, as you saw on the road Saturday, Landon Dickerson would kind of give him a tap to let him know that Tua was ready. Um, you know, the sack early, uh, he had his foot stepped on by Evan Neal. Now, was that Chris Owens' fault that his foot was stepped on? Was it Evan Neal's fault? I don't know. Uh, but it looks like it looks like Chris Owens for now is the guy. Yeah, I mean, Skylar DeLong's going to be one of the storylines for Saturday if Alabama punts, you know. Uh, Skylar only got one punt against South Carolina. The problem is it went, what, 14 yards? Um, and, 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 you know, it gets conveniently overlooked or forgotten because it's a game in which you win by 24 points. You scored 47 in the game. But, uh, you know, when you start thinking about going to A&M and you start thinking about games with LSU and Auburn down the road and potentially uh, in the SEC championship game, you can't have that. And so we'll see on Saturday 1st if Alabama does punt. It'll be interesting for a couple reasons because, first of all, it'll be interesting to see who punts for Alabama. Uh, and then it'll be interesting to see what Jalen Adams, the return man for Southern Miss, can do because – in three games, he has three kick returns for touchdowns, two on kickoffs, one on a punt. Uh, last week against Troy, he returned a kickoff 100 yards for a touchdown. He returned a punt and a kickoff for a touchdown in USM season opener against Alcorn State. So uh, it's a guy from right up the road, minor high school, Adamsville represent, um, you know, that could be fun to watch on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know if Ben Davis can punt, David. I I, I don't think they uh, – I don't know if they've gotten to that point. You know, they have Will Reichard. They have Skylar Dolan. They have Mike Bernier. I mean, he's still there. He's he's back after averaging 38 a punt last year. Mo, um, you know, I think they're using the tight ends. The tight ends are in the game. Um, are they going to use a tight end or – are they going to be as prolific with the tight end as they were a year ago with Irv Smith Jr.? I, there's probably a lot of years you're not going to be, especially when you've got four wide receivers like they've got. And now what you're seeing, what you saw against South Carolina, 
was the backs kind of take that that production that you might give more to tight ends. You know, when you've got backs catching seven or eight balls or whatever it was, um, you know, that, that takes away from some other spots. But, you know, Major Tennyson had a big catch in the game. It looked like he scored on it too. What else, gang? Before I get out of the sauna here outside Coleman Coliseum. You're going to have, by the way, Nick Saban tonight. Uh, Nick Saban's going to address the media following today's practice. So right around 6 Central, maybe a little before, you'll be, uh, you'll be tuned in to that. Um, so you'll be, you'll be prepared for that. Tripp, are you talking about Dabo's comments about Alabama, about Citadel being maybe the toughest opponent <laughs> Alabama face? Look, you know. If teams are going to run the triple option, they're tough. I mean, Citadel beat Georgia Tech, which was Dabo's sort of point, I guess. You know, Dabo's hypersensitive to all the ACC sucks talk right now because that's where he lives. So that's kind of what he has to do. I mean, Dabo knows. He knows the deal in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, if he'd gone to the ACC originally, he probably never would have been a walk-on, been a scholarship player from the start. Ben, we won't know that till Saturday. Um, you know, as far as trying to rebound, I mean, it, it, it's not like South Carolina is Charleston Southern. You know, kind of saw some of this coming, and the defense did get some stops. You know, which is this Alabama team. I think the mindset of some of the fans has got to change a little bit. You know, this isn't '92. This isn't even 2009. You know, this is a as I wrote after the game, this is more of a Pac-12 type stretch that Alabama is in right now. Its passing game and its offensive identity is first and foremost and is going to probably take this team as, as far as it's going to go. You're not going to microwave the development of so much of the youth that they have right now. So we'll see. All right. That's going to do it for a Wednesday. As always, appreciate you tuning in to Instant Analysis. Yeah, maybe some more screens to the running back. I could see that. I liked what they did with Landon Dickerson against South Carolina and how they got him out in front. That dude, I mean, he's 6'6", 308, and he's pulling out in front of protection setups. He's pulling out in front of quick bubble screens into the boundary. He's pulling out on uh, – you know, runs. Uh, he's, he's been a really nice addition. Get some more guys doing that. That's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Instant Analysis. If you missed any of this, this will upload onto the Built by Bama online podcast, which you can find on any of your favorite podcast outlets. Uh, we'd appreciate a subscription to the podcast, if you don't mind. Maybe a review while you're there. Always appreciate your support of BamaOnline.com. Charlie Potter's practice report, I'm sure, is up by now. Probably similar to yesterday's. Uh, I don't think either of us saw anything in, entirely different from today and yesterday other than Terrell Lewis being out there today. Um, but you're going to hear from Nick Saban coming up in just a little bit, and I'll have some practice video for you as well. We'll do this again Monday. We assume that Alabama will practice next Monday, so we will have an instant analysis next Monday. Until then, keep it locked to BamaOnline.com for continuing coverage of the Crimson Tide. 
Thanks again and have a great and safe weekend, everybody.